Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedda from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Can the NAFTA pact between the US, Mexico and Canada survive the US President's much-touted aim of safeguarding American jobs? Imposing new import taxes and constructing a 2,000-mile wall are just the first threats from Donald Trump to Mexico, say Jude Weber, Sean Donan and John Paul Rathbone. This report is narrated by Jude. It could hardly be clearer. Donald Trump is threatening to pull the trigger on a trade war with Mexico that could blow apart a relationship worth a million dollars a minute. The far-fetched prospect of better-than-ever bilateral ties, which the president invoked hours before torpedoing a summit with his counterpart Enrique Peña Nieto, now looks like a mirage. Mr Trump's gambits include floating a unilateral 20% tax on Mexican imports, humiliating Mexico by signing an executive order to start construction of a border war while its ministers were in Washington, and telling Mr Peña Nieto it was pointless to hold the summit unless he agreed to pay for the barrier. Despite an hour-long call between the presidents on Friday, which seemed to have eased some of the acrimony, relations between the neighbours are more fraught than at any time in the past four decades. Nobel economics laureate Paul Krugman tweeted last week that Team Trump were acting like spoilt children playing with loaded guns, amid fears that the dispute threatened the collapse of the North American free trade agreement between the US, Mexico and Canada. The tax move has an echo from the early 1970s, when the Nixon administration imposed a 10% import duty on Mexico. But the stakes are far higher today. A $580 billion bilateral relationship and millions of jobs are on the line on both sides of the border, the product of nearly a quarter of a century of free trade that has made the US and Mexico not just neighbours, but roommates, as former Mexican Congress Agustin Barrios Gomez puts it. Duncan Wood, head of the Mexico Institute at the Wilson Center in Washington, says, All assumptions about the relationship are in play. We can no longer assume things will stay the same or integration will continue to deepen. There is a very real risk that things will deteriorate very rapidly. It is hard to quantify the damage to Mexico that killing NAFTA would cause. Michael Camuñez, a former assistant US Commerce Secretary, calls it the most dangerous moment of uncertainty in the bilateral relationship in the past 100 years. More than the millions of cars rolling off production lines every year, the motor industry has been one of NAFTA's big beneficiaries. The PAC's greatest gift to Mexico has been security for companies to do business. U.S. inflows in its southern neighbour, Mexico's biggest source of foreign direct investment, have increased by more than six times to $100 billion since NAFTA entered into force in 1994. NAFTA's first year was one of escalating crisis for Mexico. The day it went into force, armed Zapatista rebels marched out of the jungles of the southern state of Chiapas and declared war on the state. Two prominent Mexican politicians were assassinated in the following months. By Christmas, a devastating currency crisis had erupted that threatened to push Mexico into default. It might have been only a Mexican meltdown had the countries not just hitched their wagons to a deep and sweeping trade integration. President Bill Clinton, who rushed through a $20 billion bailout in early 1995, declared, This is an American challenge. The livelihoods of thousands and thousands of our workers depend upon continued strong export growth to Mexico. Two decades on, trade has soared. Commercial flows between the three partners hit $1.1 trillion in the year to November 2016, according to data compiled by analytics company Pangeva. The value of the US trading goods with Canada and Mexico 
is worth almost twice as much as its trade with China, even after the flood of cheap Chinese imports in recent years. It is worth almost ten times as much as the US trade with the UK. But Mr Trump seized on NAFTA during the election campaign, blaming it for the death of US manufacturing jobs. He exploited that to full effect in the Rust Belt states and blue-collar communities that paid him back with their vote. Wilbur Ross, the president's nominee for Commerce Secretary, told a Senate confirmation hearing in January that Mexico's low minimum wage would be a very serious topic for conversation. He added, One of the original intents of NAFTA was, frankly, to reduce the gap in productivity-adjusted wages between the two countries. It hasn't worked that way. Salaries in the car industry are as much as six times lower south of the Rio Grande, something that has enabled a division of labour among the NAFTA partners within the integrated supply chains that the trade pact has spawned. Components like seatbelts and airbags cross the world's busiest border multiple times as they are transformed into finished goods, scrambling notions of what is made in USA, hecho en México, or made in Canada. Mexico exports 80% of its goods to the US, but those exports contain 40% US content. Mexican nylon for seatbelts is exported to Canada to be woven and dyed and returned to Mexico for cutting, stitching and installing into vehicles that are then exported. Airbags are stitched in Mexico but tested in the US. Mr Trump has put pressure on US manufacturers since his election, via tweets and tax threats, not to shift production south. Ford scrapped a $1.6 billion plant in San Luis Potosí. Fiat Chrysler says it may move pickup truck production north, and General Motors and Hyundai have announced big US investments. Despite the 5 million US jobs that depend on commerce with Mexico, in industries from car parts to dairy products, the bilateral relationship goes well beyond trade. That is why Mr Peña Nieto is threatening to put everything on the table, especially if Mr Trump decides to pull the US out of NAFTA or seek a renegotiation that Mexico deems unacceptable. Mexico watches America's back on security, including via intelligence sharing. It is also a bulwark against Central American migrants. More than 43,000 families and 18,000 unaccompanied children from El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras were detained on the US-Mexican border in the last quarter of 2016 alone. Central Americans make up the second biggest population of undocumented migrants in the US after the Mexicans, according to the Pew Research Center. It is, however, the $60 billion US trade deficit with Mexico that Mr Trump appears to see as an unbearable injustice, and the reason for his vow to either negotiate a NAFTA that is better for American workers, or walk away. He said last week, They, Mexico, have made us look foolish. According to Sergio Gomez Lora, a former member of Mexico's NAFTA negotiating team, the US deficit is $700 billion. Mexico is 8% of that. This deficit allows the US to be more competitive. No one has more riding on the outcome than Mr Peña Nieto. His approval ratings have been in freefall for two years amid corruption scandals, a slowing economy and mounting violence. The peso has sunk 13.5% against the dollar since the US election. A 20% increase in petrol prices on New Year's Day that helped propel inflation to an 18-year high in January saw his ratings slide to just 12% amid a wave of protests. With more fuel price rises on the cards and the prospect of 1.5% growth this year at best and looming recession at worst, Mr Peña Nieto needs to display an ability to think on his feet unseen in his four years in office. Presidential elections, which maverick leftist Andrés Manuel López Obrador is tipped to win, are due in July 2018. 
Antonio Ortiz Mena, a former Mexican diplomat and member of Mexico's NAFTA team, says, I think Trump can win political points and not do economic damage by blustering and tweeting. But for Mexico, the economic pressures and the political realities are much more acute. Mr Peña Nieto basically has a year. The decision by Mr Peña Nieto, who is as non-confrontational as the US president is provocative, to scrap the White House trip in the face of attacks from his US counterpart, has galvanised support around him. But he cannot simply wrap himself in the flag and say Mexico will walk away rather than accept a bad deal. He needs a credible threat. That could take the form of halting anti-narcotic, security and immigration cooperation, or even revoking the visas of federal US employees in Mexico. Beto O'Rourke, a Democratic congressman from the Texan border town of El Paso, where one in four jobs relies on trade with Mexico, says, It's not as if Mexico goes away if we wall it off. At best, we push it into the arms of some other trading partners. At worst, we trigger a destabilising crisis. We really will have a problem if Mexico's economy collapses. That would risk reviving the flow of Mexican migrants that has dwindled to less than 900,000 in 2009 to 2014, from nearly 3 million in 1995 to 2000, and fuel crime and insecurity on the US's doorstep. But playing nasty could prompt Mr Trump to target the annual $26 billion flow of remittances to Mexico. Mr Trump has yet to put NAFTA on the negotiating table formally, though he has vowed to renegotiate America's trade deals and made clear that they are one of his first targets. Among his incoming administration's complaints have been the rules that govern how much of a product has to be made within NAFTA borders to qualify as duty-free. The so-called rules of origin were a bone of contention for Mexico and parts of the US auto industry in negotiations for the 12-nation Trans-Pacific Partnership, from which Mr Trump has already withdrawn the US. But since Mexico was browbeaten by the US and Japan into accepting a weaker threshold, the issue is familiar to negotiators on both sides. Some in Mexico and the US also see a shortcut to renegotiating NAFTA in other aspects of the TPP, such as its chapters on e-commerce, labour and the environment. Rather than crippling NAFTA, that could actually make it better, Mexico's government argues. One possible spanner in the works is the Republican plan for tax reform, from which the idea for a levy of 20% on imports is drawn. During the campaign, Mr Trump threatened to impose a 35% tariff on companies that put factories in Mexico, but Republicans in Congress have been urging him to adopt their plan for broad tax reform, which targets imports and offers tax incentives to exporters. Mr Trump is not the first US president to call for a renegotiation of NAFTA. Barack Obama and Bill Clinton both did. Nor does NAFTA guarantee harmony. Yet few in Mexico and Canada want to walk away. Nor do many in the US business community, where executives are hoping the dealmaker president will turn out to be a pragmatic businessman. And Mexico may hold a Trump card. Larry Rubin, head of the American Society of Mexico, says, Mexico shouldn't worry too much. As Trump admits, Mexican negotiators are very good.